Hello and welcome to Fragmenters, the most entertaining podcast that I've found where you get to have a conversation with business women who are enthusiastic about life, work, and money. We love building up other women and getting them ready for their new careers. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Hello and welcome back, my friends, to Fragmenters. Today I've got a lovely guest, but first I have to ask you, can you please rate, subscribe, review, download, share all of the things, the podcast, to make sure that the right women and men get the right voices in their ears. With that done, I'm going to introduce Deanna Radulescu. Yes, they're spelled the same. No, they're pronounced different. (laughs) Deanna has quite the journey in entrepreneurship and leadership, and she was an executive, had five businesses in the automotive space, and then a huge life transformation happened. She's nationally syndicated. She's a co-founder and runs a female podcasting network for women. Welcome to the show, Deanna. Thank you for having me, Dina. (laughs) it's weird to say that because our names are spelled the same so I'm just like uh. (laughs) I know we're like gonna get stuck on that and everyone's gonna be like okay we get it but it's a big deal guys (laughs) it is it is totally so can you tell everyone a little bit about owning all your businesses and the automotive space and kind of how your life transformed to where it is today Sure. So my late husband and I had five businesses. The one was our main manufacturing facility. And then we had an installation arm to that, which was we installed transmissions because that's what we remanufactured. We had that business for about 10 plus years. We grew it to 20 million in sales, 150 employees. The other three businesses were real estate holding companies for those businesses that we were running. So we had, we were very busy towards the end of that career path for myself. I had closed a $20 million contract, the largest in my career. Uh, It was for a 5 million a year over the course of four years with the state of South Carolina. That was quite a feather in my cap. I was very excited because my goal was to double the size of the, of the company and I did it with one contract. So, you know, I worked very hard on it. I had to actually fight it with some attorneys because people were challenging it. And so when you're talking about a contract of that size, it gets a little messy after you win it. And so, you know, oh, yeah. there was a lot that lot that went on after the fact, but it was, it was definitely an incredible win for myself. Yeah, that is great. And you said late husband, I know I'm so sorry for your loss, but that it sounded like when we were talking earlier that it inspired you to kind of just go out and do what you felt was right. Is that correct? You know, that was, it was a definitely life changing, life transformation, Mm -hmm. life affirming, just so many different things all at once. He was older than I was. He struggled with kidney disease. He was also a big steroid addict. So he needed his Mm -hmm. third kidney transplant. And at that point in time, he had already had open heart surgery. I mean, there was just so many, he was in the hospital every couple of weeks. The last two and a half years of his life, I was a caretaker. I ran the business. It was, it was a lot. I had a lot on my shoulders. So watching him lose his battle with life really was surreal. And it made me value mine even more. So I'm a big lover of fashion. I love to dress up. I love my shoes. I love my bags. I love to put makeup on. I love to get dressed up. So I'd always been, I always wanted to get into the fashion industry. I wanted to design clothes. 
And so, you know, that was my dream. And I always told him, I'm going to be a fashion designer. I'm going to be a fashion designer. So after he passed, I was like that, you know, no time like the present. So I chased after that with, you know, I probably should have done a little bit more research. <laughs> I, I hired a, a consulting firm out of Soho, New York, that cost me a lot of money. Hindsight, I would have done my research. I would have farmed out a lot of stuff myself and saved myself quite a bit of money. But I was just like, go, 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 go. My life is crumbling all around me. I just need to go, go, go attach to the next thing. You know, I, I created, I designed such beautiful clothes. I did a huge collection, which really, when you're a designer just starting out, you don't do that. You design a couple pieces at a time. I designed a huge collection. Then I was on the runway in Rhode Island for Style Week. I was on the news. Like I did all these great things around it, but I didn't have the financial backing because I was, you know, it was all coming out of my pocket. So I, I did a Kickstarter, which was successful. I mean, it truly was an amazing experience to do that. And if I was to do it again, I would do it a lot more slowly, you know, more like just, I would take my time instead of just wanting to run after it with everything I got. So yeah, Yeah. that was a a big life change for me. And I can't, I have to say, I chased my dream. I made it happen. But as we dream, as we grow, you know, our dreams, our dreams evolve and they they change, they become different. And so it took me a minute to really just not feel like such a terrible failure because I was like, oh man, I wanted to, I was like, I want to be the next Chanel, you know, and I know that would have taken me forever, but to not reach any type of success, like monetarily for me was a hard pill to swallow. And it took me a little while to really kind of get over that and, and say, you know, you're not a failure. You have the courage to go after your dream. Oh yeah. And most people don't. So that's definitely why I wanted to bring it up because you'll, had a huge success that it sounds like you married into it. Is that correct? He ran the business or he started it or we started it together. He had one before me in 2007 when the economy crashed, the bank pulled the loan. So we had to start over. So I was by his side through the, those new businesses the whole time. Okay. Then my bad for assuming I shouldn't do that. (laughs) That's all right. No problem. Now I, I got to bring up what you're doing now. How did you go from fashion into podcasting? It's type A, right? I always have to have a lot going on, <laughs> like 10 different things. Like, okay, I got this, 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 you know, we have to have our plates full. I got an email saying how to start a podcast for under hundred dollars. And I did not know what a podcast was. And this was in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I don't know who the F I think I am, but I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> And so after talking to my best friend, who's now my co-host slash booking manager and some family members, I I landed on what is called, my podcast is called Label Free. And it's because I was so tired of carrying all those labels around with me, just like that was holding me back, preventing me from stepping into my voice. Even though I did the fashion and I had to be out there and I had to promote myself, I was still very uncomfortable like doing my five second elevator pitch, you know, I had like, it was very difficult for me to really kind of step into my voice. And so the podcasting thing was an opportunity for me to drop all those insecurities, drop all like the shame of becoming a widow, the shame of moving out of my life, some of the shame of like things that have happened to me in the past and, and just really stepping into my purpose and, you know, hopefully inspiring people to let their own labels or self-limiting beliefs or labels that other people put on them to just drop them and, and let them go. 
That sounds amazing. What was the name of that again? Label free to live your best life, live label free. Perfect. Repetition. It'll get them remembering. (laughs) (laughs) So did you always feel like you would be an entrepreneur? Is this something that you went to school for or did you just kind of fall into it? I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So my father Mm -hmm. had his own business, his own building business. And my grandparents had their printing business in in Chicago, downtown Chicago, did all the printing for all the like news stations here. So like I was raised around entrepreneurship. I mean, my first business was babysitting and cutting grass. I I remember me and my best friend put together these flyers, like need a babysitter, roll big letters and put our numbers down. And we went like in a two mile radius of our parents' house and like papered, like put in everyone's mailbox, (laughs) these flyers. And we were super busy for many years. Like I made a bunch of money. I cut grass and then I would go buy great fancy clothes. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So do you have a formal education or did you just hard knocks it? Mostly hard knocks, but I do. I focused on accounting and business. So I do have some of that formal education, but there's nothing like hard knocks. There really isn't. There is not. The book book doesn't teach you anywhere close to what reality is when you're out there making, you know, decisions in in your business and making deals happen. I mean, it really doesn't. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So What's been your biggest obstacle in finding where your passion is and getting it going? You know, I think we are, as human beings, we're passionate about so many things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, our passion for our hobbies, our passion for our family, passion about what we do that's going to fulfill us as far as like what our own individual purpose is. And I never thought in a million years that my message and my voice would be my purpose because I was always such a shy girl. And this message that I've created with my podcast is like, was a lot bigger than what I thought I would, it would ever become. <laughs> and so now I feel like I have a responsibility to fulfill that. And it makes me happy on a daily basis to know that I'm helping others with that message. So I think that if you feel, if you feel that that's part of your purpose and to share your message, I mean, you have a responsibility to do that. I couldn't agree more. I think I've said it on the podcast before, but I never in a million years pictured myself in any sort of position where I was speaking or was a voice of authority on anything. And therapy, man, saved my life. And (laughs) hopefully now that I'm out here, it's helping others because I feel the same way. I have so much experience that I just want to share and get out there that I hope it's helpful. Yeah. Well, I think it is. If you have the need to do it and and it's working for you and you're reaching people, then yeah, you are where you're supposed to be, girl. Why, thank you. (laughs) Now, what's helped you the most? What's helped me the most? Yeah. In terms of what? In inspiring you to go off and do what you wanted, in starting your businesses, in crafting this huge women's network that you've got going. So I think that I'm all about opportunity and looking at different resources and things that are available to you. So the Female Podcasters Network, actually, I was online Google searching like different outlets to grow the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. And it came upon female podcasters and it was free to join. And so it was very new. And the woman that did start it, she put out there that she was looking for a partner. So I submitted my story. I'm like, you know what? Why not? I'll tell her I'm I'm, in- I'm interested 
and they chose me. And so since then, it's been pretty, we've worked well together. I'm their head coach. So I help coach women that are in the podcasting space, either rebrand or how to get their podcast, you know, have it grow a little bit more, get more of an audience sponsors, you know, I help with all that stuff because I do have experience with all those things. So mm-hmm. that has worked out very well. And that was just by chance. I was researching and I found them and there you go. So, you know, I, I think that if you have an idea, you know, you need to look into it and see where it's going to take you. Follow that path. Yeah, for sure. So is this a website that someone can go to? How do you get to be a part of this? Femalepodcasters.com. So you just go, I can send you my link for people to join, but it's easy to join. It's free to sign up and you can jump in the group and look at the feed and see who's got what going on. If you're women, you're in in the podcasting space, you're looking to be a guest, you have a podcast of your own. It's a great community just to connect with other women that are doing the same thing. That's fantastic. I've looked for it a little bit. I just know to go on Facebook groups. So I've (laughs) I've joined a couple Facebook groups, but this is definitely something up my alley. And I know a lot of people who listen are curious about becoming a guest. Like a lot of people I've interviewed, they've been like, are you sure you want to talk to me? And I think everyone could be a fantastic guest because you have your own experience and you can teach someone something. I had a metallurgist on here. I've had master mechanic, you know, I've had so many cool people that were like, I don't know. I'm just living a boring life, but it's really not. It's intriguing for people who don't live it. Yeah. Or if they're interested in what their subject matter is, you know, like you Mm -hmm. never know if you have somebody listening, like what's a meddler? Can I do that? That's something I've always been interested. You know what I mean? Just, Mm -hmm. and once they hear that their expertise from your guest, you know, they might fire them to go do something new. Exactly. That's the goal. That's the goal. And would you say that it'd be good for women who are also looking at getting into podcasting? They don't have to be established, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah, if they're looking to establish and they're looking for someone to help them get started, we help with that full service production. We help with social media, help growing social media. We do all that stuff. I don't push it as much as I should, but it's something that we can do and we're fully capable of doing. I was very lucky and I have a woman in my life that helped me immensely. She like gave me, she said the McDonald's drive-through of a course that they were about to put out. Oh wow! So she gave me everything I needed to be able to chart and get my name out and all of that stuff. Oh, nice. So I don't know if I would be here without that. So knowing that there's a network out there for women to help us get more of our voices out there is awesome. Yes, absolutely. I agree. So before we continue, I need to know who our extra guests are. Oh, this this is Athena. <laughs> She's still like in puppy mode. She's a year and a half, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm hiding her toy because she keeps gnawing on it. I don't I don't know if you're hearing that or not. So oh, just... I can't hear them at all. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna let her have it back. So there she goes. <laughs> okay, and who's the other one? The other one's Teddy. He's like knocked out, and he's like he's semi nice. like, snoring over there. For those that can't see, she has puppies and I have five cats and a dog. I love animals. So I always have to ask for names. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tina and Teddy. Yeah. We, we love our animals too. So yeah, they they kind of run the house. <laughs> you know how that is. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> 
So since you are a part of this women's network, I'm assuming that it's important for you to help women get out there. Now, why is that a passion of yours? Well, I feel like being someone that's been very shy and was in a male dominated industry in the auto industry. And I have had a couple stints in corporate America after all of my stuff that I feel is even more important these days now more than ever. I'm not a feminist at all. I'm not like, oh, women. I mean, I am woman power, but not to the point where it's obnoxious. But I feel that we as women are still at a point where we haven't grown fully into the how powerful our own voice is. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of women still like apologize for themselves left and right. And I just think it's so important to encourage women to really and I know this word is used so much, but empower themselves to really use their voice to live the life that they are desiring or dreaming of. And it starts with you saying those things, affirming those things within yourself and using your voice to assert yourself into opportunities or situations that might get you to where you want to be. I believe that so much. And the word feminist has gotten such a bad rap. And it's just like when you think left or right politically, you think of the zealous of either one. So when people hear feminist, they think of the over the top, in your face, crude, rude, obnoxious about it. But when you look at the root of the word, feminism is about equal rights. That's it. I don't think a woman should be hired over a man because she's a woman. I do not. I think that a woman should have the same opportunities to get in schools, to be heard when they're in these positions, and to be able to move up if that's what she desires. That's what feminism to me is. And maybe that's because I'm not super any leaning. I'm very center. Yeah. But... I don't know. Either feminism needs to go away, the word, or it needs to go back to its roots. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Some of those women that are ultra, like in that like space, angry, like, I hate men, right. you know, like I feel like that is what gives that term a bad rap. And that's something that I, I don't represent. Like I love my, my fiance. I feel like we are equals. Mm-hmm. We compliment each other. I would never want to disrespect him or put him down or treat him any less of a man that he is, you know? And I feel mm-hmm. like that term really, that's what it's come to is that women that consider themselves feminists are like that. They act like that. Yeah. So. My husband and I have had many a debate and just so you know, hi, Nick, he's the one ah. who edits my podcast. Oh, nice. <laughs> hi, hubby. So, <laughs> I am the same way. I've had amazing mentors who were men. I love my husband. I respect the hell out of him. He is super supportive. You know, I don't want to do anything derogatory towards men. That's why I'm hosting this podcast. Yeah. Because I don't want another voice out there just ripping apart men because that's not the case. I would not be where I'm at now if I didn't have these men who took me under their wings and taught me what I needed to do in IT so that I could move up and become a lead, you know? Yeah. I don't dislike men. I don't hate men. Yeah. But I love women. And I would really like them to have the equal opportunity and just to know that we're here. When yeah. you think of a lead over an IT position at a nuclear laboratory, what do you think? A man. You For don't sure. think 
Dina <laughs> right here talking That's to me with pink headphones. for you, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank <That's> you. Awesome. <laughs> but that's why I'm so passionate about it because I'm surrounded by men and I don't hate it. My entire yeah. team under me, there have been women, but right now it's all men and I adore them. They work fantastic. They're super respectful. I respect them. We're a great team. But I love seeing more women in these roles too. Not because I think that women deserve it more, yeah. but because we see things different. When I yeah. came into my role, I completely changed it. I now have two people doing what I did initially but they're also doing like 10 times more tasks because we automated sure. most of what I was doing and was able to wrap different portions into it and get more of the people side into it than just the numbers like they were doing in the manual labor yeah. than it was before. And I don't know that it would have happened as quickly yeah. if I didn't step in. We just see things differently, sure. not better, yeah. not yeah. worse. Yeah. yeah. It's just, the world's great when we all work together. That's all. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen, girl. Mike job. <laughs> Sorry. I know this is about you. Right. I'm just so passionate about this topic. I've been interviewed on another podcast and I told him what Fragmenters was. And he was like, so tell us some of the times that men treated you like shit. And I was like, I could go on about that, but that's not what Fragmenters is. So yeah. when, when I get an opportunity, I like to clear the air. I love yeah. men, mainly my husband, but I love, I have three sons. <laughs> mainly, <I> mostly. Love... <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Now that I'm done ranting, I apologize. That's all right. That's good though. I like it. Now, if someone wanted to enter into any of these professions, you've had automotive, you said you've been in corporate, you had your own fashion line, which I just think is so awesome. And that is actually very male dominated to have your own line. And now you run this network and you're coaching. What advice would you give someone wanting to enter into one or all of these professions? So I'd say do your homework you know, put your business plan together. There is so many resources out there at your fingertips. We all carry a mini, mini computer around with us. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing that you can't find on the internet. There really isn't. And so for me in my most valuable experience was really just chasing that being a designer title so much that I didn't stop and really apply my knowledge from running a business to creating a good business plan that would allow me to be successful long-term. I did not think like that, but I also was scrambling, you know, my life was in disarray. So my mm -hmm. biggest lesson from that was just to do your research, you know, find all that you can about how you're going to make yourself different in the marketplace. Cause we have a million brands out there to choose from. So what, what's special about you create your specific avatar for what you're selling, whether it's a, a product or a service or what have you. And so, you know, just be very clear on who that is and slowly go after it, you know, make sure you have a cushion, you know, a backup plan in case it doesn't work. But I think that that was the most valuable lesson for me is I went too fast and I didn't do more research. I could have saved myself a lot of money, you know, and, and if I would have taken a little bit slower, I think I probably would still be in the fashion space today. Yeah. Now I love that. And I'd like to expand on it a little bit. Sure. Do you think in doing that, you would find that some people don't actually want what they think they want? Yes. Like yeah. when you were saying that, I was like, oh man, you know, I think if I would have thought about what 
being a singer was when I was a kid, you know, if I had pursued it, there's no way I would want to do that. Yeah. So taking that time to slow down, you will not only, if you find out that's really what you want to desire, make an easier road for you. Not that it's easy, just easier than just going all in. You'll also know for sure if that's really what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I found that I was more better being a fashionista than a fashion designer because (laughs) the amount of steps, and I don't think people realize this, the amount of steps that it takes to design one piece of clothing is so intense that it just, it really kind of takes some of the fun out of it. It really does. But yeah, I think that if they, if someone actually did their research and went through the whole process of what it takes to commit to that goal or that dream or that career that they'd be like, Hmm, maybe this one's not for me. Yeah. I think a lot of people in my circles, they are into entrepreneurship and they see the freedom. They see that, you know, I can leave when I want and I can do this. But what a lot don't realize is that there is some time freedom dependent on what it is and where you're at in the whole cycle of things. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the back end that you do not want to do. It's tax season right now. You should see what we are having to do every night in order to get ready for taxes. And he is immaculate with our books. He has them up to date within days. So it's not like that. It's just, there's so much more that goes into it. That getting that research in is key. Very much so. Yeah, I agree. So you've given everyone your good advice, but I want to know what the best advice is that you've received. You know, I'm going to share what my mom has told me and my siblings pretty much our whole lives. And it's live your legend, you know, soar like an eagle and live your legend because, you know, life is very short and, and that's what I intend to do from now until I'm not here any longer. (laughs) Live your legend. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that just thinking of, you know, you got that from your mom that was different for each of you kids. So it wasn't kind of pushing or that's awesome. That's good parenting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wish I'd heard that when my kids weren't getting out of school. (laughs) (laughs) I can start now though. Yes, you can. It's never too late. Never too late to put those good words out there for them. All right. So we've talked a lot about work, but I like to know the whole shebang about you so what do you do for fun the gym the gym and just snuggling with my fiance and our dogs like we just love we love our little love bubble we get so cozy Mm -hmm. and you know spend time with family family is very important to me so we love doing that whether it's his his parents or my my siblings and my mom and dad so we just you know very like our our priorities are real straight when it comes to doing things that we love and so that that i would say is the majority that's awesome. Does he like the gym with you or are you guys? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll That's be going awesome. to the gym after this. So. Oh, he's, nice. He'll be wait, he's waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold your horse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, my husband, when our oldest moved out, he turned her room into a gym. Oh, nice. And I am loving it because yes. I didn't realize how much I hated wearing shoes when I worked out. Oh, there you go. And yeah, that's one thing you don't have to worry about when you got your own gym. You can just exactly. go in there however you want. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I've used it every day. I haven't used it today because I think I hurt my sciatica oh, doing no. something yesterday. So I think after this, I'm going to go in and do yoga. But yeah, I love having my own personal gym. It's fantastic. I say gym. Mm -hmm. It's I got some weights and a treadmill and a yoga mat, but it works for me. There's a lot of stuff you can do with limited uh, like uh, things. So you no, know, for when people sure. say they don't have a gym, they don't have that. There's body weight exercises are the most challenging exercises to do. And so, like I, as a former personal trainer and dietitian and all that, like I think no excuse is a good excuse. So. I'm glad you brought up that because my husband, he, I use, I usually do mostly body weight exercises okay. and I would go in the gym and I'd be out 20, 30 minutes later and I would just be a sweaty mess. And he was like, that's it. You don't have all this weight. You don't have, and it's only 20 minutes in here. I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. Well, he finally last week looked up a YouTube video on a beginner body weight exercise and yeah. he could not climb the stairs. He didn't get it finished. He's like, he's like, I had no idea. Like, oh yeah, I could go and lift weights and I'm fine, but this is killing me. I'm like, that's hilarious. Oh my god, I told that's you. Awesome. You taught him a lesson. There you go. It did. It did. <laughs> so, do you throw any reading in there? Do you read much? I well, yeah, I read a lot. I have tons of books, but I always read stuff like on my phone. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that it makes reading so much easier to be able to access it off your phone. But yeah, I think it's important to keep up to date on, on all things, well, especially for podcasting. I'm always reading different resources, you know, different platforms, things of that nature to keep me in the know and mm -hmm. to help my clients become better and better. Yeah, that makes sense. So yes. what is the most recent thing you were reading? If you don't mind sharing. <laughs> Well, right now I'm on a kick of doing press releases because I am nationally syndicated. So all my guests that are on my show for that, I am doing a press release for them to promote them and give them more exposure just because I feel like, you know, we live in a world of marketing and how, how much yeah. more can I get them out there and get myself out there? It's a win-win for everybody, right? If I'm not out there in the news, if I'm not making myself more of this public figure, then that's not going to do anybody any good if they come on the show. So right. I've been reading a lot about how to, to do those very well and what platforms to use for them so that's been my new thing to go in tandem with the the podcast what is nationally syndicated so i am a on-air personality with kcaa which is actually out of la but they are nationally syndicated they are the number one nbc affiliate news and talk radio and so i started with them last month and so we'll be going into our second month in february Yay, that's so exciting. It is. You know, I mean, I don't know what to think of it. I'm just kind of still doing the same work that I've been doing. I just have to present myself a little bit differently when I record because it's still pre-recorded. And right. just, you know, it's a, it's a different format. I have to go a little bit longer than my usual ones. And, you know, I mean, so far, so good. We'll see what we'll see what happens. That's awesome. And you're just just growing, going with the yeah. flow. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like if this is what you want to do, you have to commit yourself fully and you got to find a way to get to where the next level is and the next level and the next level and so on and so forth without losing your sanity, of course. Right. That is. <laughs> and that's why I ask about fun, because I swear when you just go gung ho, I know there's some people who are like, just hustle, hustle, and then you can take a break. But I've done it. I've been burnt out. I've not been able to get out of bed because it was just too much. You have to have something that's just for yourself. 
Oh so. yeah, we had we had fun this last Friday. Went to my sister's house. They drank a bottle of whiskey. I had wine. We were up talking until like I don't even know what time. And yeah, that was our fun. We got to all like decompress Friday mm-hmm. night. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. When my sister was here, it's been since Thanksgiving, but we oh. were up until 2 a.m. every day just playing cards and yeah. whatever. It was it was a blast. So oh, I love that. All right. Well, that's really all that I have for you, Deanna. Do you have any last parting words for everyone? Yes. Live label free. Like live your best life. Live label free. Don't be carrying any of that junk around with you. Because when you're living your life with no labels, you're a much better person to be around and you're a better example and a shining light for the world. I love that. See, we just need to trash feminists. That's a label. Uh, exactly that's exactly right (laughs) just support women and that's it (laughs) so in supporting you I know we've talked about it throughout but I'd like a little at the end plug yourself all the things I mean you're everywhere so where can they find you labelfreepodcast.com femalepodcasters.com I'm on all social media stuff so Instagram labelfreepodcast Facebook Google search me I am there wherever you find your your favorite content I will be there so just look me up awesome and I will actually I lied Nick will look her up and then we will put it in the bio for (laughs) for you so thanks Nick (laughs) yeah (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Deanna. This was awesome. I'm really grateful that I got to meet you and I hope you have a lovely evening and enjoy the gym. Thanks, Dina. You too. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. If you liked this, please rate, review, and subscribe to ensure that you can more easily find me in the future. To continue this and more conversations, you can always find me at d at fragmentors.com. That's D-E-A at fragmentors.com on Instagram and Facebook at Fragmentors. And I also have a Facebook group uh, called Fragmentors where all the ladies with like-minded business sense hang out and enjoy. Thank you again. Bye. We got the right stuff. We put the hammer right back.